0: All right, so Chris, we are back. It's been uh, a little hiatus for us. How are you doing, my friend?
1: I'm doing okay. I'm I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing?
0: Well, I uh, I just finished uh, training, so I'm still got the euphoria. Super hot in the gym today because it's uh, currently like uh, close to 8 p.m. I did the six to seven. The sun was beating in through the glass. We were on the bigger mat, oh. so oh. it was uh, pretty hot. Yeah, <laughs> it was pretty hot, and uh, pretty good. Uh, good class, good intensity. Uh, nice. As you know, I haven't what been training the, uh, for the, the, the past weeks, so so I uh, we did Z guard uh, passing. Okay. So passing. what ended up happening oh, in my yeah. case was. Yeah, so it, it kind of screwed me because I've been playing a lot of half guard, half guard. and Z guard. Yeah. And so now everybody's like keying in on how to pass it. So I noticed right away that everyone was a little more decisive in their movements because they <laughs> had something clear in their head to do. <laughs> what I'm. Um, so that so combined with the fact that I felt a little out of shape was kind of tough.
1: Is it the same. Um... System that we were doing, I think, about six months ago for passing Z guard.
0: No, it was uh, it's just kind of the same fundamental like pass that he always likes to do, where you uh, hop up onto the thigh with your inner shin, you grab yeah. the bottom knee, pull it up to kind of square up your opponent, and then that allows you to get your uh, your elbow past the knee shield. And then from there, he had us doing uh, a knee slice pass where we uh, got tall and pulled up on their outside arm to kind of flatten them out and just kind of power through and then square up their hips to finish the pass.
1: Where is your inside arm? Is it in the far collar? Like, the are you...
0: So the inside arm, he actually wasn't grabbing the lapel, although you can grab the lapel. But he was actually grabbing the material around the opponent's armpit and just punching them in the armpit to try and keep that shoulder. I mean, you can't really pin the shoulder if they're good, but you're at least driving into them and trying to, uh, quote, pin their shoulder, even though they're probably not going to give it to you.
1: Okay, that is what we did last time when we
0: were passing. Yeah, no. Okay, Go so ahead. I was thinking of I was thinking a little farther back. So yeah, what you, what you're talking about? Yes, is similar, but we're not going into the whole thing of flaring the elbow. They're oh, not flaring okay. the elbow gotcha. depending on what they're doing. Uh, what we're doing is we're being more aggressive in pulling up on their. Uh,
1: their their arm the one that's not elbow.
0: yeah so not the that not the underhook arm but the other arm yeah the one okay, that'll be so oftentimes like framing a punch framing pass? On the bicep yeah exactly it is a okay. punch pass because you're punching right. and pulling yeah all right cool
1: all right well i will when i'm back on the mats i will keep that in mind but cool man and you're you uh you participated in we had promotion saturday unfortunately i missed it um I had to put Connor down for a nap, which I'll have to tell you about that in a moment. Um, <laughs> that was, oh god, dad life. Um, how were promotions, man? It was a little bit weird, one, right? I mean, it was. We're in the middle of summer here, with all the yeah. COVID it was and it was
0: interesting. It, it was very small. There were no black belts on the map besides Paul. So in that sense, it was it was in fact like the shortest promotion that I've experienced. But even still, it was probably maybe just under an hour. But Man,
1: that's, that's pretty – that's really good.
0: <laughs> like Yeah, for what we're used to. Yeah, that's super good. So it was just Paul up there. And I was thinking maybe a couple other black belts might have come through, but it was just him. And there was a fair amount of people on the mat, but we're on the smaller mat. And he basically gave a little speech, striped up a bunch of people, like a bunch of people, like everyone there was like <laughs> Oprah, like he was just you get a stripe, you get a stripe, everyone gets a stripe. You got one, right? Are you? I did, you did get one? a, I did get a stripe, so I'm nice. now sitting at four stripes. So. Congratulations! Thank you, sir. So I didn't,
1: you didn't, you failed to mention that, the other day, by the way.
0: Yeah, but that's because I mean, you know, the promotion day is for the usually the people getting their belts. So yeah, whether or not you, I get you a earned strike.
1: it too. I mean, you've got more mad hours than anybody at this point. So no, nah, I, I got.
0: I, I mean, after the way I felt today, there's a lot <laughs> I got to work on, man. <laughs> I didn't feel like a killer out there today, that's for sure.
1: So how'd you feel on Saturday? Because uh, you were sort of specially requested to come out, weren't you?
0: Yeah, well, I think it's because he wanted someone to take pictures, so I was photo guy. (laughs) 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 So I was photo guy, and I was taking pictures the whole time. So, you know, oh, did you not
1: participate in the uh, the gauntlet for the folks?
0: So the gauntlet for the folks did not happen. Oh, we started late. So as as usual, show up at ten thirty. Paul's not there at ten thirty. Everyone's there in gee. The veterans are not in gee. We're still just waiting because we know until Paul shows up, there's no point in throwing a gi on. So there's a group that's just chit-chatting and stuff. And then around 11, uh, the ceremony started, and by 12.05, it was done. So that's how I know around 55 minutes to an hour. So no uh,
1: super congratulatory – what is that? What what is the thing when you're a senior in high school? Um, Superlatives. Yeah, that. I mean,
0: it, 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 yeah, he was, I, yeah, no, there was. The, I mean, the striping was pretty quick, but a lot of people got uh, multiple stripes. That's what I was saying it was like everyone got oh, stripes. Yeah. Uh, so, a guy like Freddie was cool, he got striped uh, straight to four stripes. So, he went from no stripes, I think, on his belt to four stripes. Awesome. So, he's on deck for his brown, it looks like. Well but deserved. in terms of the belts, we've got uh, Adam and Fabian went from white to blue. So that was cool. Both of those guys were ready. Adam, I guess, had been working hard the last two weeks to okay. uh, get ready for his test. And Fabian was he, a guy. He was that, so
1: scared. He was so nervous. Who, Adam? Yeah. So he said, I mean, so it was social media. I stuff. mean, I,
0: I wasn't there to see how he how he, how he he performed, but uh, he got his, Fabian got his, and Fabian was sort of a guy who was going to get his blue yeah, over like, a year ago. Yeah, Some life stuff to... happened to him. So then he had to take a step back. When he's back, he was training hard and he got his blue. So that was cool. And then what was nice is a lot of uh, my peers, the guys that I train with a lot, they got purples. So that was cool. So Mike Sahibi got his purple. Way
1: Um, overdue. Like. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
0: what? Paul made his comment like, "I'm sure all you upper belts are a little are gonna breathe a little easier now because when you get tapped by Mike, it's not gonna look so bad." Yeah. Somebody, I mean, like he's the
1: original, like Nicky, you know, like he he was like a kid when he joined, and so he's got more mat time than upper belts, you know. So oh, absolutely,
0: yeah. and it, I mean, it's just that he put on the gee. Gi- So much uh, more recently in his career. Exactly. If he had been doing GI from the time that he started, uh, he'd 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 be a black belt by now. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he'd be a black belt. (laughs) (laughs) It would be him and Cara walking around. You know what (laughs) I mean? (laughs) So he got his uh, purple. Uh, Nicky got his purple, and he's getting ready to go to the Navy. So that was very timely. So obviously, Paul knows Nick a lot more than I do because. You know, Nick started in the junior program, and then I remember him when he had his yellow, or not yellow, his green belt, and yeah, I yeah. saw him get his blue belt, and now he's got his purple belt, and in a few weeks, he's going to be shipping off to join the Navy, so that was cool for him, and then my boy uh, my boy Victor got his purple as well, Aww. so that was awesome, and last but not least, but Pedro got his, page, uh, his purple as well. Good for him, So man. Paul Paul said uh, he's good for a good flow roll, so <laughs> that got a good chuckle out <laughs> of everybody. <laughs> he, yeah,
1: Pedro actually, incidentally, might be the only person less aggressive than me on the mat. Yeah, man, he's that. That's that's absolutely true. He's definitely the. the 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 truest of the flow rolls except (laughs) except evidently when he's rolling with like a white belt because i don't know if you recall that that instagram tv i had done uh i caught him on video uh the guy was like hey how'd you get off of me or how'd you get me off of you doing that earlier or something while we were rolling he's like i just kind of muscled you off
0: i'm like
1: (laughs) peter you're not supposed to
0: admit that as like a four stripe (laughs) blue belt but you know Hey man, he's got to use those muscles, bro. Yeah, man, he's got them COVID
1: muscles on there. <laughs> the co- the the. Sorry, just dropped my phone. Um, yeah, good for them, man. That's awesome. I mean, I yeah. Think- so it was good.
0: It was. Um, it was. It was definitely a you know intimate setting. Uh, everyone was in a good mood. That's I mean, awesome. I think when when you saw Paul handing out stripes left and right, everyone was in a good mood at that. Point. Like, ooh, yeah. <laughs> maybe i'll get one. Ooh. i know i mean even i mean eric had the nerve to be like come on paul put one on mine and paul's like all right come up here so i was like oh. you guilt tripped him you actually Jeez. like guilt trip paul into putting a stripe on your belt and he's just and he's just laughing i was like eric you son of a bitch like what's come on happen? man yeah <laughs> don't do that i mean but i mean
1: it, it, in, in eric's defense he's he's well deserved as well so
0: I don't yeah, know, man. Exactly. I don't know how much he's been. Tra- Eric, if you're listening, you haven't been training much the last few months, man. I mean, I don't think anybody like been training kids. that much, you know, so. Yeah, but he actually can train. He's just been, like, babysitting kids at his place, it looks like. I mean, like. he's
1: got obligations, I understand. Uh, me, of all yeah. people, I understand, you know. Yeah, so, true. you know, he's he's got stuff going on. And, you know, somebody's got to, he'll, he'll incorporate firing arrows and beard oil and whatnot to his jiu-jitsu. I'm sure that there's some crossover there. The Gypsy
0: um, King apothecary. Yes.
1: So that's such an interesting thing. Gypsy implies that he like moves from place to place. He doesn't. King. That's all subjective. Um, (laughs) Apothecary. I mean, like it sounds cool. Do you think he knows what apothecary actually means?
0: Oh, I'm going to give him the credit there. Yeah, of course. All right. All
1: right. Cool. Fair enough. Um, I mean, is he like creating like concoctions? For for people I mean, who said, don't
0: believe. I? I don't know too much, but I know he's making like beard oils and stuff.
1: I so, mean, like, was that a part of a, an apothecary's repertoire?
0: Was to make beard oil? I don't know. I think we're giving Eric too much, too much like free promotion <laughs> on the podcast right now. I mean, you're welcome, you know, Eric.
1: He's, he's our he's our he's our bud, man. But but an apothecary, from my understanding, if I remember um, my Shakespeare correctly, is. Basically, like a medieval
0: pharmacist, right? Uh, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, you
1: know, like they were they were like before there was actually medicine. They were they were the sort of like shamans of the medieval times.
0: So, uh, all right,
1: I'll, I'll give them that. Whatever. Um, anyway, so good for them. That's awesome, man. Um, I I remember Paul saying that there there's gonna be some black belts. We we're going to be given out, but I guess he, he reneged on that, huh? He
0: made an announcement. He made an announcement uh, because he. Well, who are the highest belts there aside from. For the, the highest belts were Ryan Wilkerson and Mark Peace. Okay, so the two Browns. And he out. said a lot of people, and he said the people have been asking about these two guys in front of me, and it looks like. Well, he didn't say it looks like. He's like I you know I'm aware of these guys and in December I think you already said the date December 7th you know winter promotions uh, mm-hmm. these guys are are going to get promoted basically he he basically nice. said that and he made some mention about you know I'll get to I'll get together with you guys individually to let you know what you know what we need to do between now and then to get you ready that sort of thing so <laughs> Yeah we're we're kind of like on a on a path it's definitely odd, just uh, just because of all the circumstances and stuff. Yeah, uh, but you know, we keep chugging on, and and class was good today, and you know, we'll just keep you know making uh, what is it, chicken salad out of chicken shit, if, if that's yeah. one way to one. That's one way I've, to put
1: that's, it. Is a very is it a main thing? I've I've never heard that before. Or are you kind no, of are you southerning no. up a little.
0: I'm settling up a little bit. I think that's, that's uh <laughs> <laughs> very unique.
1: Um, cool, though. I, I'm I'm excited, dude. Like it's it's things appear to be coming back to normal. Kind of.
0: Kind of. Um, sort of. Kind of. <laughs> when when
1: uh, when is Nick leaving?
0: He's leaving in a few weeks. Oh, uh, wow. Early so, August.
1: So he's this is like legit. The dude's going.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Wow. All right. Absolutely. Cool, so another another good grappler is going to be departing. So we're going to have to train up everybody else to fill the the gap, the talent gap. I mean, gap. there there's some kids that are that are I mean like Jazlene. She's she been, got promoted too, actually. Uh, so I would be remiss. She was the other person that was promoted. Uh, but she was promoted. She's still a kid, so she she's yeah, getting kids a belt. Kid, so man. I don't know the kids belt. So it was a white and yellow belt to an orange and white belt. I think,
1: yeah. So she skipped over. I don't fucking know how those work. To be honest, I don't know but how those work
0: either. But just so many, she got promoted, and she's only eleven. Like that's the thing. Serious? It's like, yeah, it's like everyone thinks she's like she's good for a fourteen-year-old. Paul's like, but she's not fourteen. She's eleven. <laughs> she, she legit like when she starts, she, she's strong as fuck. You uh, you gotta like man your way <laughs> out of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's neck cranked me before, man. I've tapped the neck cranks with her. Yeah, she's like strong. she's she's strong. She doesn't mess around,
1: dude. Like I I pity the kid that tries some shit with her in like four years. You know.
0: Well, First it's off, funny. Dad
1: but, will whip their ass.
0: Yeah, but it's funny because Paul made that. Paul made the comment actually in during promotions. He said, "You know who is telling me this is this is him." He's like, "Who's telling me the other day?" Because he was talking about Jazlene and Christian because how they train so much. And then he then he looked at me because I'm on the side. He's like, oh, yeah, Noah was the one who told me. I was like, oh, God, what, what am I? What, what? I didn't know where he was going. I was just like, oh, Jesus, what is he? Why is he citing me? And it was that I had made the comment. I was like, you know, imagine these girls in high school or in college and they get hit on inappropriately by some dudes. God forbid. But if they did, it was like. They're gonna kick these guys asses. They're gonna
1: whoop the shit out. Of them. Like th- this is the type of thing that like gets put on like an Instagram video of like why your daughter should train jujitsu. Oh my right? god! Like, they're gonna just—they're gonna, gonna,
0: just, gonna beat the <laughs> shit out of these guys. And good for them,
1: you know? Like that's awesome. Like that—that's those guys got what's coming to them because there's gonna be Hopefully that. they
0: don't have to use it, but unfortunately it seems like asshole guys. It's it's hard for. Uh, women to get through life without encountering an asshole exactly. Here or there. Exactly. So, yeah, it, that'll be good for her, man.
1: Like, so, man, so she's like five years away from an, a blue belt when she's yeah. realistically like, like a green or I mean, blue belt right now. You know, like at the age. Of I 11. mean, I
0: think in terms of technique. Yeah, absolutely.
1: That that's awesome, man. So that's cool. Very cool. Her, you know, her brother doesn't train anymore, does he?
0: I don't think so no I haven't seen him hmm. but I'm missing kids class but I don't yeah I don't think he's training anymore right now so hmm. but I'm not uh, up to speed on he's a,
1: he's a scrappy little kid man like
0: all these guys that do jiu-jitsu from a young age it they can't they can't not be scrappy at some level you know what I mean yeah so it'll be uh yeah just interesting to see these people develop you know I'll, I'll get I'll' I'll be lucky enough to see that, just like Paul see, sees a guy like Nick develop from you know a kid, a junior on the mats, to now so being like in the adult class, serving
1: and, our country.
0: Yeah, well, and that 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 you know that that's a that's a personal development thing, but just from a jujitsu development. Oh thing yeah, yeah, I mean see, he's,
1: he's putting on everybody too, man. Like fucking that.
0: Yeah, you if, if you dude. get him. Yeah, if you get him. Well, he's not little anymore. The yeah, well, one that's true too. I mean, he's tall. Like he—he th- he doesn't think he's six foot. I'm like, bro, you're over six foot. He's like, what? <laughs> he doesn't realize it. I'm like, dude, you're almost as tall as Mike Sahibi. He's like, what? But he doesn't believe me. But it's like, dude, you're—you're you're getting tall. Yeah,
1: he's—he's—he's you know? he's, he's pretty tall. I mean, yeah.
0: He's, so he's got the jujitsu length. He's got long, strong legs, and then he's flexible, like ridiculously inflexible. So. I mean, I've stopped multiple times. I I I think I'm like, dude, why is your why is your knee pointing that way? Are you okay? He's like, bro, I'm fine. Like what?
1: Yeah, there are times where he's just like, you know, there. If you just like freeze frame, like any grappling situation, and you just you literally can't tell who's who, (laughs) just because it's just a tangle of limbs. That happens a lot with him, where he's just so wrapped around. The other person's like a, like literally like an octopus right and i'm like god damn like this kid's joints either they just don't exist or he's gonna hate or his joints are gonna hate him in 15 years Nah, you know, i think he'll be fine i think he has attributes
0: man he's got attributes you oh, know yeah, i don't yeah, sure. i don't think he's i think he's just got great hip flexibility you know and I don't think that's something that's going to be arthritic when he gets old or anything. Yeah, maybe you know? not. I mean, as long as I think, I with think it. like finger shit, maybe you know. I'm not saying he has issues with his fingers, but I mean, I can see that. But right. But he should be good. So, what have you been doing to keep your mind in jujitsu over these past few weeks? Um,
1: I've been watching. I've actually been catching up a lot on MMA, oh, which okay. has been really fun. Um. I have not been actually doing jujitsu, but I've been doing martial arts. I mean, I, I still do my kickboxing uh, in the in my garage.
0: Um, have you seen the fights from the most recent
1: UFC? No. Even, wait, hang on. First off, I didn't realize there have been <laughs> like four in the past two days or something. It's it's been crazy, right? Like,
0: well, I don't know about four in the last two days. I, I, I know seems-
1: I'm, I'm using hyper. Okay. Um, right. Fair there right. was like the UFC 251 last week and then there was like some random one like a couple of days later Benavidez, and there was, like,
0: another that, the Benavidez um, Figurito.
1: yeah that was that was a good card right supposedly well
0: that that's the most recent one actually oh it week. is okay alright okay. that All was right. the most recent one and then prior to that was the cater one the main event was cater Iggy yeah, the, the, it's crazy because, like, and that was like midweek. Was it good? Did you watch it? Uh, I watched a little bit. I watched the Cater fight because those guys are good. Those guys just beat the shit out of each other. It was a good fight for <laughs> a decision, fun. you know? Um, and mm-hmm. then we had Uzman and Masvidal prior to that. That was 251. I and did that see that. That was the first on Fight Island. So, what did you think? Uh, let's go through that card because I saw the entire card except the main event. Because it was just getting so late, and I just had a feeling it was going to be a dull fight, and I was kind of worn out by Volkanovski and Holloway. <laughs> so, first fight of the main card was Hebus and Van, Paige Van Sant. Paige Van Sant was most likely on her way to Bellator. She's a free agent now. She had the last fight under contract. They put her up against someone that they expected to win, and she went ahead and handled business rather decisively what were you very good
1: it was it was a beautiful arm bar first off um i know in the armpit yeah like that's the you ain't getting out belly of belly down one, sweetheart. yeah yeah like,
0: belly down in the armpit and she had a good um was it a hip toss yeah it was a sort of-
1: i think i think it was yeah i think it was a hip toss but it was good um she's that it was a good fight i mean like Paige van zant i don't it's I don't like using the word overrated, but I will say overpromoted, if that's fair to say. Um, she might be one of those that were over promoted. Uh, I mean, like she's a gorgeous lady, obviously, you know, so she's just good for the promotion in the sense of just drawing in an audience. You know, she was a decent fighter and stuff, but I think this far into her UFC career, perhaps her name speaks more than her ability given that the competition seems to have caught up a
0: little bit. How did she get on the scene? Did was she on the ultimate fighter and made a splash there, dude? I
1: think she, if I remember correctly, she was a part of Faber's team. Um, you know, so he was instrument. I want to say he was instrumental in getting her. So She was in
0: team alpha male.
1: Yeah, I believe so.
0: Wow. I, I think I, for I, some reason I thought no women trained a team Alpha male because of the name. For some reason, that would make <laughs> yeah. That's I, team then, Alpha female. <laughs>
1: um,
0: I, I don't quote me on that, but I, I I'm very certain
1: that that's what the case.
0: Well, people who know better are probably wincing. If, if yeah, I, mean. but I think the main the the impressive thing also is that Hebus is technically fights at a lower weight class and she, oh, moves she up really? in weight just to fight Paige. So. Clearly, um, disparity in terms of skill. So she just kind of handled business.
1: Good for her. N- yeah. Problem.
0: Next on the card was the one I was looking forward to the most. So this was the one I, I was most interested in seeing. It was Jessica Andraj versus Rose Namajuna. That was
1: a great fight.
0: So I, I'm, I'm obviously not well-versed when it comes to stand-up so you can appreciate this more than I could. But I was curious. I was impressed as an as a uninitiated in Andrade's ability to uh, move her head and get inside the pocket and tag Rose, something that she wasn't really able to do in the first in fight. The first, Even though uh, she won that fight, she was getting lit up in the first fight. In yes, this she one, she I felt like, she was landing shots, wasn't landing as many, but she definitely was landing harder shots, as evidenced by the damage that Rose took. and Dude, her eye huge, looked terrible. Yeah, huge fucking mouse under eye. So, what did was, you think ugh. in terms of what Andrade was doing and and how she was able to do? Like, what what did you th- see in that fight?
1: Um, I appreciate what both were doing. I mean, the. Rose's ability to maintain like calm and pick her shots is very good, and her her ability to, um, you know, a lot of the, it, 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 the the term like sort of like next level footwork was kind of big a couple of years ago with Dominic Cruz and stuff. Um, man, that wasn't spoken enough a, a, as much as it should have with Rose because her ability to to just move in. Stick a couple of shots and angle her way out, um, while protecting her head was really really impressive. Um, she got caught a couple times, obviously, b- just based upon her her eye at the end of the fight. But it was it was good, man. Like I, I it was a a very very good technical striking display by Rose, b- both with her kicks and punches. Um, Andrade definitely, it's. Obviously, she worked head movement a lot between her last fight and this one. But it still seemed a little forced, I guess. I mean, it worked, right? But it wasn't as fluid as I would expect it to be for um, somebody who could pick shots as well as... Uh, for, or fighting somebody who could pick shots as well as Rose. But it was good, though. I mean, like she definitely got in her pocket really well. Uh, I'm surprised she didn't try more <laughs> dumping Rose on her head,
0: as as it seemed to work last time. But you know, I don't I think guess was she able to story. get her hands around Rose. Like, was she able to like clinch with her at all? Mm, I don't remember I, that happening.
1: No, because Rose's footwork was so damn good. Um, so maybe I that maybe that's more of a testament to Rose's ability to get the fuck away. You know. But it was it was it was a really good fight. I, I like that. Uh I, I appreciate it a lot just because that's the type of striking I think just bleed guy needs to see more of, you know. <laughs> 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 For I love that a, gif, man.
0: I remember the good old days on SureDog watching that gif pop up. Oh my yeah. God. Like we needed to see more Dude, of that. What was it? It was uh well, I mean, multiple times that they went nuts, but I remember it was uh, Joe Daddy Stevenson against BJ Penn and oh, they went God. nuts. Because Joe Daddy got bust open, man, and he oh, was God. gushing. It was when, his, when he, dude,
1: <laughs> when <laughs> BJ, like, what, he cinched on the rear naked a little tighter and you could literally see the stream of blood squirting out of his forehead. Oh. <laughs> that's that's not good for uh it's not good for the sp- i mean it's it's awesome for the sport but it's also not good for the sport uh,
0: well hopefully joe daddy had like issues with like thick blood so that helps thin out his blood a little bit i don't yeah, know yeah maybe i mean it's like the uh why, why men
1: should donate more blood or the cases yeah to, exactly you know, a lot of iron and whatnot. so
0: next on the card i'm gonna i know it's not Peter, but I'm just gonna say Peter because I'm gonna I'm gonna play the dumb American card right now. But <laughs> yeah. Peter Jan against Jose Aldo for the Bantamweight Championship. Was it Bantamweight? The empty
1: Bantamweight Championship, right? Because the, Yeah, Zecuto. Bantamweight
0: Yeah, and Triple C my yeah. name is Triple C Uncle Dana. He is definitely I wanna ride off into the sunset. <laughs> so that's a okay. He <laughs> Dude, they actually showed in the hype video for this fight. They actually opened with uh Sahudo saying what he said and they had him they oh. they included the clip of him saying Uncle Dana and you could see Dana in the background with that just look of like this fucking guy. <laughs> it's <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh man, I love it. How it's so cringy, but I love it. Of,
1: yeah, how much of that do you think was a shtick, and how much of that was
0: him? I mean, I'll we'll know after the fact. I mean, it's hard to know now. I think he he could stick around. I, I think he's too young, and he and he hasn't taken any damage. That the appeal of making more money by fighting is probably going to to keep him around. But who knows, man? I don't know. It's tough for guys at that waist class to to draw, it seems like. Historically, they seem to struggle drawing money. So, uh, you know, they're going to have issues when it comes to contract stuff. That seems to be a big trend right now among the fighters at the upper echelon is they want to be paid better. And, I mean, look at Demetrius Johnson. Demetrius Johnson went to 1FC because he wasn't drawing. I mean... There are a lot of reasons, but one of the reasons why the the UFC was was okay with him leaving, arguably the best, you know, flyweight of all time, was that he's a flyweight and flyweights don't seem to do well in terms of uh, when they're at the top of a card. So let me ask you, that's interesting. What
1: do? You, who is your favorite weight class to watch?
0: Ooh. Well, I mean, you brought up a great fight that happened years ago, uh, Frankie Edgar and Tyson Griffin. And I remember seeing that fight when I was uninitiated into the grappling arts, and I was just a fan. And they were so fast, and they did such technical stuff, I was still amazed. I was like, Jesus Christ. These guys are, like, transitioning between grappling, stand-up... Wrestling, like it was just ridiculous how fast they were. So, I think right now it kind of depends on like the fighters in the division. Who is I think right now it's probably 155 is my favorite division right now.
1: I don't even know who the champion is. Is it Khabib? That's Khabib. It's it's,
0: it's, well, no, it's not Khabib, it's gagey right. Well, Khabib's also the champ. Oh, he's the inter. right. They haven't they haven't stripped Khabib of the championship. Have they, they just not? made Gaethje the inter No, no, he's still the champ. Okay. Give well, me give good. me address. Give me address. <laughs> yeah. Um
1: <laughs> Yeah, fifty five is good. Seventy, I I'm not really When GSP was there, like I felt it. Like it was it was like watching
0: jordan right i don't i really don't well the the fun thing about a division like 170 with george or 205 with uh john jones and now potentially 185 with israel when you have a oh, champion yeah. that is potentially dominant it's fun to build up challengers and throw them at the champ and have the champ take them down you know now people always say well shit you know gsp never faced teron woodley or kamar uzman or masvidal and they're all these murders rows of guys but and you know you you can't compare current fighters to the past but at the time when he fought john finch as a gsp john finch was like the man oh yeah he is like he, he, like he hadn't lost until he lost to gsp Josh Koscheck was running through people until he fought GSP. Yeah, Tiago Alves was running through people. ATT product. And actually, I recently was talking to Paul and he was telling me some insight about Tiago because he was one of Tiago's training partners for that fight.
1: Did not know and that.
0: Yeah. Really? He was down at, in Coconut Creek helping out with that. And yeah. Tiago was a freak and so athletically gifted most likely chemically enhanced, and right, had trap, and had traps, you know, up to his ears, and did a lot of good things against George. But still, George handled business. yes, you he know. Did. So that was, again, like I'm just saying at the time, all these guys were incredible until they fought GSP.
1: Exactly, and he made them look bad at what they do right like well i mean, I, mean like, I
0: think he was i think he was just really a lot of times especially with most of those fights it, it started to become you know his just wrestling was so good and he was putting everybody down that was the thing about tiago tiago would get taken down but he would get back up what ended up happening is he was, he got taken down i think paul said oh i don't know the stats but paul made it sound like over 10 times but he kept getting back up but you got taken down again exactly you know? So. And
1: and 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 if he's and if he gets stood up or is able to stand up and he's unable to capitalize on that then you know the person who dominates who who imposes their will right and they're
0: mm-hmm.
1: they're the the winner. Um yeah, what but 170 like even with all the Colby stuff and all the Usman like it 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 it, it lost its luster to me for a little bit. And I don't know, it's like it's
0: Maybe I just well, didn't. Were, were you a big Chuck Liddell fan cuz I remember like everybody mm-hmm. loved 205 back in the day with Chuck. See, Liddell. I, I
1: was a Randy Couture fan. I didn't like Chuck Liddell because I felt as though he fought so attribute based that it set a bad example for people who wanted to get into MMA. Um just the idea of like fighting with your hands low, feet super wide, you know, taking a a punch to, to land a punch like that sort of, uh, style of fighting. It just, it drove me up the wall being somebody who, as, as you know, worries probably more about technique than winning. Um, (laughs) and, and yeah, I, I couldn't deal with that, man. Um, so I was, I enjoyed the, the, the Chuck couture, um, trilogy. That was a lot of fun but I was not a Chuckle Bell fan.
0: Gotcha. But two of I was big
1: anyways. Um.
0: So let, let's, let's, let's finish off the UFC card and then we'll, we'll, we'll cause I have a couple questions about what we we're just talking about that, but I want to finish up the card while we're still on it here. So, like I said, it's not Peter Jan. It's something more subtle than Peter, but I'm just going to say Peter, Peter Yan, Jose Aldo for the vacated title. Peter Jan, was it fourth round, I believe, or fifth round? Uh, it was Either way. It was either fourth or fifth. I think it was fourth. All right. Was it uh, a late stoppage? Oh, and cool. what were your thoughts on the fight? So late. like, I mean,
1: I understand he's – that's a weird
0: – I thought whenever he said, like, defend yourself, he was about to, like, stop it, and then Jose would do something. But he wouldn't do much. He would do something and then resettle and then get beat up some more. And the guy would say, defend yourself, and then he would shift this again. And yeah, then he, he would... would... And that's... Is that considered intelligent defense, though? I mean... Well, I think the first the first, and maybe even second time the ref gives him the benefit of the doubt, but if he... At that point, he should also have this notion of, like, okay, he's absorbed a lot of damage. I He... I have to put up on a shorter and shorter timer every time. You know what I and mean? Like did. I can't, that was the thing he did not. And he you know? didn't.
1: And maybe it's one of those things where I think, I think big John McCarthy had talked about it in a couple interviews. The idea that like, they sort of give former champs a little more leeway um, because a lot of times they've been in deeper water. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard that. Maybe this is the case of that. I, I mean, But the problem is, Jose Aldo's got a lot of fucking mileage, man. Like, like I get it. Even though he's
0: 32 or 30, like, he's he's in his early 30s. I think he's
1: like 31. Like, he's very. I know. He's got a
0: lot of mileage. Like, a
1: ton (laughs) of mileage. I mean, that shit's not good for you, man. Like, and, you know, he's. Well, that being said, I thought.
0: That being said, I I thought Aldo looked great. All that happened, in my opinion, is that he started to fade physically. Now, physically is like his conditioning started to go down in the later rounds, and Jan was able to maintain mm-hmm. just a know, higher his yeah, his, his yeah a higher work rate because up until that point, I thought it was a pretty even. Now there was that huge shot to all midsection. those ribs, yeah, yeah, the where he folded. just. And then he somehow magically recovered, man. And, and it was funny because he had like a real like Muay Thai stance the subsequent round early on where he kept raising that f- like that front knee yeah. to defend that side. And I was wondering, like, man, is, is how fucked up is his, are his ribs right now? And he might have bruised ribs or he might even have broken ribs and he might have been go- operating on, on adrenaline. But and it was, yeah, he, and he kept fucking fighting he, though.
1: Like, that was, oh.
0: Yeah, the, it was uh, it was uh, it was good, man. And that was round one. Credit to Peter Yan, like, yeah, it was round one. So yeah, so, that was. I mean, he looked good.
1: You know, he definitely looked pretty good. Um,
0: see, the thing is, is I feel like the card just got more and more dull as it went on. Like, I would like the first fight was nice armbar. The second was a good fight between Andraja and Namajunas. And then this one started even though there's a finish here in the Jan Aldo fight it just got a little longer and then the volkanovsky Holloway fight maybe I'm I'm just not intelligent enough or tuned in to striking to appreciate what I, happened in the I fight I didn't
1: appreciate that I or
0: not I, I think I know where you're going with this I yeah I just was like all right you know now here's the thing I didn't think it was a robbery I thought the announcers were like riding Holloway's nuts so hard the entire fight and i know he got two knockdowns early on but i'm sitting there thinking especially once volkanovski started getting these takedowns which didn't he amount didn't do to anything
1: much. with him but he's still- he still
0: but i know but they scored i'm sitting there i was like you know he's the champ like everyone's like oh he's down he's you know uh max is up 3-1 i was like bro you know this guy is a champ they're reluctant to to give it you know to switch a title by a decision in my experience, they tend to like favor you the champ.
1: Beat the champ.
0: Yeah, and so then once they started like so and so scored at such and such, Volkanovski, I'm like, oh, here we go, <laughs> you know. And it's a split decision. Here we go, and sure enough, Volkanovski wins. And you know, at that point, I'm like, it's super late. we're here on the East Coast. And I'm like, you know what? I know I kind of wanted to see the Usman fight, but this guy, Masvidal. He's been getting ready for, what, eight days, seven days? Six. Six days. I don't know what his cardio is going to be. And actually, that that fight went how I predicted it was going to go in my head, which is just kind of like Usman's just going to, like, grab him and control him. And I guess he never— I, I haven't even finished watching the fight, to be honest. Really? I
1: got through, like, <laughs> two rounds—or th- two or three rounds, and I was like, all right, I, I see where
0: this is going, you know? And well, it as... seems like he never, like, hurt— uh, George at all like, but he just controlled him. Yeah, and you know it's
1: it w- it was a, a it was definitely not not even lay and pray. I mean, like, because he definitely he was active from what I saw. Um, it just I was like, all right, this this the the pace of this isn't going to change barring a, a running flying knee, right? Um, so yeah, I. I I shut it off too. So. But the. um, Props to, you know, ATT product also, uh, George Mosfedal for taking on six days, you know, and.
0: And And doing better than. What uh, Woodley and Colby Covington look like on a full camp.
1: Yeah. So, you know, good on them. And I mean, maybe that a part of that too is. Just as Masvidal only had six days to prep for it, conditioning-wise, right? I mean, his game plan is going to be his game plan. Um, Usman only had six days to prepare for a fighter like him. You know, he was prepared for Gilbert Burns, who is an incredibly strong grappler, who just happens to also be a good striker. But you know, maybe game plan wise, it threw him off a little bit too, so he couldn't quite finish him the way he would have. Or he's just maybe he just tried to play it safe because he knew the danger that he would be in if he tried to sit there and just trade with Masvidal. So,
0: so one thing that came out of this event, in particular the Holloway Volkanovski fight, is this idea of the scorecards. And what about? having the scorecards public for the fighters to see. So after every round, they know where they're standing. That's an, because Joe Rogan, the, talks I love it a lot. Doesn't he? Like, okay. Cause yeah. the, the, I actually didn't hear it from Rogan. I don't think I heard it somewhere else, but obviously in a situation like this, you know, people during all these UFC fights, right? There's no crowd. So they're being extra, uh, aggressive with showing you twitter stuff so it's like whenever you know a fighter tweets something they'll put it up on the lower left of the screen and they were actually referencing it a lot and in the case of the volkanovsky holloway fight everyone's like well i got a 3-1 holloway 3-1 holloway 3-1 so obviously if if they start that and they see that two of the two of the judges have a 2-2 that's going to affect Holloway. And in theory that should have him fight more aggressively and, and fight a better fight. I haven't really heard any cons against it. I just don't know why we don't like make it public knowledge. What are your thoughts on, on making those scorecards public? And if that would be a positive uh, change for the sport. So that's is okay. Is MMA the only
1: sport? Cause is it, how is it in boxing? In boxing, do they know what the scores are? No, they don't. Okay,
0: so the two com- two main combat sports, you don't. know. I heard it's more of like a an east west thing. Like I I I was under the, I where I heard it was like in Japan they have open scorecards in in a lot of smaller MMA fights. That was what I heard. I have no confirmation about this. What do you mean by open
1: scorecard? Is it like
0: well, it's the same. I just mean that open scorecards like they know what the score is. Oh, I see. I see. After every round, that, that's just the really? word. Yeah, did not
1: know that. Um,
0: because I, I maybe it's because my my eastern. Um, I mean it doesn't matter. Like this, it's irrelevant for the argument. That this is just how I, in the context, I heard it. But I really don't know the history. I mean, transparency but
1: I, is never a bad thing. Right, like, where can anybody argue that trying to be more transparent about things, especially in the context of competition, to know where you actually are, is?
0: Except they want to avoid. Let's say you are up big on the. Let's say you are up four zero on the on the scorecards. That last round, you could be running away the whole time, and if you don't know,
1: but then. Shouldn't that also just force the fighter who's losing to try to pursue the finish that much more? Okay, so let's look at that. I don't
0: disagree with that. I'm I'm being devil's advocate. No, no, I, 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 I'm in favor. Right, I don't see a reason why you shouldn't make that public knowledge outside of now how you score rounds and the whole what like ten point must. That's weird. 10, whatever that needs to go away. like I, that. Like, that's a whole different debate. I'm not talking about that. I, I, in fact, speaking of Joe Rogan, I heard Josh Barnett recently talking about how he hates, you know, five, five minute rounds. That's bullshit, in his opinion. It's like five minutes is not enough. You need to do at least 10 minute rounds. And, like, that's a whole different story. I'm just talking about we have this issue of it's a sport, there's some sort of judging. Right now, we're judging by round. Regardless of what the criteria is for judging by round, we choose to keep that information secret until the time of the decision, and then they announce it to the whole world. No, we need and, to. And, the, and, the fighters need to know where they are. I, I think.
1: I, I it's. I think if you're the type of fighter who you're up two rounds, like you won't. I don't think they'll necessarily run away the third round, right? But they'll definitely play it safer. Um, but I don't. But I think it's just more incentive for the fighter who's down to definitely try to finish it. Right. Let's look at it from the context of like Abu Dhabi, right? It's weird. Like, what do you feel about Abu Dhabi's no scoring for ten minutes? Because,
0: like, we kind
1: of liken it to that.
0: I I don't have a strong enough opinion because I'm not a seasoned competitor but i think i like the idea because it doesn't it allows people to it allows people to just grapple without worrying about the point structure so they it's a is a little freer so if you want to play bottom you can if you want to give up position you can obviously there are risks that come with it but they're not score related now Obviously, there's this arbitrary thing where it's like, all right, at a certain time point, you know, at a certain period, we're going to now add points. So, I, you know, I it would be interesting to look at stats and say how many matches end when points don't count, yeah. you yeah. know, and, and if, if people do actually, like, open up. Um, because what ends up happening is anytime there are rules, people are going to do what they can to game the system. And I know that, for example, you know, there was some, um, you know, an- people annoyed with 50-50 and IBJJF competitions because it was such a stalling position. And then people started to realize, I guess, it sounds like people are able, people are getting more knowledge about the position and they actually figure it out. So it didn't become, you know, it didn't become as much of a stalling position. But that being said, it's like whatever you can do. I heard Keenan Cornelius talk about NAGA. The Naga rule set is you get an advantage for an attempted submission, right? I don't even think you get an advantage, I think you get a point actually. Or a half point but or something, right? Or- you, you get you, they 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 give you they incentivize you to attack submissions. He said he would game the system. He's like, I remember doing Yagas back in the day where I would just just do these useless like ankle lock attacks <laughs> and just rack up points. You know? So if people care about winning and you have a rule set with points, then people are going to figure out a way to optimize their scoring potential. I mean, some people call it gaming the system. Other people are just, you know, maximizing their likelihood of winning within the rule set. Now, back to the MMA thing, is like, but not telling people what the score is, is stupid. I mean, in jujitsu... I mean we we all know the scoreboards right there. They get that advantage and they know they're good and then the minute it's over they're pumping their chest and opening their geek cuz they won. I think it would be good to maybe you know, understand what the like what the real you know, the people that are against it, what their reasoning is cuz to me and talking to you it seems like we are I mean we're definitely in agreement. It just seems to make too much sense. To have everyone know exactly how the match, the fight, in the UFC's case, is going, so that the fighters, yeah, they can be down, but that adds drama. It's like, oh, the fighter was down going into the last round. He knew it. The audience knew it. Everyone knew it. That adds drama even to the spectator. And that guy had a dramatic win, and he came back and he won, and and great. He knows that, you know. So I think I, I agree with you. I think transparency can only help the sport yeah of course
1: and 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 if 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 one thing i've learned about mma it's that there are a lot of weird things that are involved with the scoring and the just the bureaucracy of it and a lot of it comes from the tradition of boxing and now that you did just mention that in boxing you don't know i think i think they show scores right but it's like from like the the quote experts who are commentating right who they show what their scores are
0: correct i always think it's like they'll ask the guy well what did you how did you score it kenny or teddy atlas how do you have it going into the ninth round yeah you know like and definitely. teddy will be like well i think floyd won that last one so i've got him." that's the they don't it's unofficial the unofficial scorecards yeah so that's where i think
1: that, that's a weird tradition that was probably adopted from boxing that that prob- that needs to go away just like the 10 point must system um, i think along the same lines so is something like okay so for mma do we move more towards a jiu jitsu type scoring system or do we move more towards like a pride scoring system
0: i don't i'm not so judge? familiar with pride what's the pride
1: so pride system? is two rounds Round one is 10 minutes and round two is five minutes. And the idea is that you score the entire fight as a whole, not as not per round but the reason why it's broken up is who the fuck wants to fight for 10 minutes straight so that right there is incentive for the fighters to try to finish the fight within the 10, 10, uh, the first 10 minutes of the the quote two rounds and then the the five minutes is just there too. <laughs> you know, it's funny to, to, to think that five minutes is a short amount of time when you're fighting, but the five minutes is there just to operate as sort of like a sudden death. So what happens a lot of times was, or what happened rather tense wise, um, they would they would sort of go all more balls out on the the, the second five minutes because it was sudden death, right? And and because the fight is judged as a whole, you know, number one judging criteria was effort to finish the fight for Pride, which is super subjective and super sort of abstract, but it's in the context of something like MMA where it does involve stand up clinching and ground and there are very, very many more aspects than just punching somebody or trying to grapple somebody you know like there are different ways you can try to finish a fight whether it's you know whether you're trying to better your position via clinching to a takedown or the cases is, is like that that's a pretty interesting criteria you know do you think um, is is it too subjective and too far away from the traditional boxing method of scoring that it wouldn't work here in America
0: I think that it seems like people, and it could be just nostalgia where everyone's going to be fonder of the past and not think about all the times it wasn't so good. But I can't think of people really criticizing pride scoring. I always have heard people talk about it fondly. In my experience, again, it, you know, this is on the forums and stuff. So I don't. You know, I don't know. Maybe there were fights that, that didn't do so well that had decisions that people didn't agree with. But it seemed like... Well, those just, were everyone those of fondly.
1: robberies for the hometown crowd or for the hometown fighter. Mm. Yeah, and a certain amount of alleged crookedness involved.
0: Hometown so cooking.
1: Yeah, so that was, I think, the more questionable decisions, I think, are... Are cases where that's involved, not so much the actual scoring.
0: Um, I think, horrible I, I think, yeah, I think, uh, I think like anything, it has to be like incremental changes. And I think the first thing they can do uh, from an incremental change standpoint that would help is just simply put MMA fighters in as judges instead of the judges that they currently use, which are these athletic commission people that, don't seem to actually know what fighting is. Yeah, and they don't know what's dangerous too. or not.
1: Right, like that's that's getting like what.
0: But if that changed, I think that would already improve things. Yeah, because regards to the rule set, you know, you can how you know you can have you can have a rule book, but how those rules are interpreted and enforced is another thing. And as long as you have someone, if you had you know a Michael Chandler or um you know Michael Bisbing and these were your your ref, your judges yeah they might not they might not judge it necessarily the way you would necessarily weigh things but they're going to be in the ballpark cuz they're fighters right so i think that's the the first thing that seems to be but beyond that i think it's beyond my pay grade and my experience level to really the comment because i just you know even i recognize that there's only so much i know and we're talking about mma which encompasses so much so and, much and that's yeah that's the problem right but um now do you think in terms of like time would you be in favor of just one 20 minute round i've heard people say that I've, i think i've heard gsp even say that that's like ridiculous. it should just be like one round that would
1: that's that's absurd because how the fuck is anybody gonna fight for twenty minutes straight? I mean, like Lord. people talk about. So, like, just let's go back to Abu Dhabi, right? Or, or even what is it, um, Gracie Nationals? Like from you know from Gracie Jiu Jitsu, I mm-hmm. think those are just a straight fifteen minute round, right, for lower belts, and then like a straight like thirty minute round for upper belts, or something like, like
0: Helio would have wanted.
1: Yeah, and and the idea is, who the fuck wants to fight for thirty minutes or grapple for thirty minutes straight? Right, like that's incentive for you to try to finish the fight earlier. Um, but I think the this what is the law of unintended consequences dictates that a lot of times people just end up stalling, right for for that length of time because. Who the hell also wants to go balls out for five minutes try to su- finish it and then burn themselves out and end up losing? Right. So it's the the game of like cat and mouse of just the uh, I'll, it's sort of like tit for tat. You know,
0: I'll. I'll- but if they stall, they're probably going to lose. Like if you're on bottom, you need to like get out. You're not going to be saved by the clock. So I, I see two things. I see it. It it it, it forces the guy on bottom. If he gets taken down or she gets taken down, you need to get up because the clock ain't going to save you. But on the flip side, it could lead to a lot of long, drawn out. People are just laying on top of a guy because the guy on bottom can't get out or is biting You know his or her time and energy to then make that explosion for the last like
1: five minutes of the 20 minute yeah it's like well
0: why but the thing is is like well if you've been if you've been under a person for like 15 out of the 20 minutes because you're waiting for the last like two minutes to explode because you can't yeah (laughs) you you can't afford to get taken down again so i you know i i don't know i think they want rule sets that are going to make for exciting fights but i don't know if making you know a five minute round is that gonna lend itself to exciting uh to more exciting fights shit I mean, I know people have talked about well what about not having a cage and having some sort of like a giant basketball yeah, court. the giant basketball court or having the the slightly raised edges, so it's like it's it, it like it's like you're in a bowl basically they did that that's flat. i mean like they did that with when M-A- it's a weird wasn't. karate shit there's like a weird karate thing uh, that i don't know if they're was, still in business i mean
1: first off bloodsport the last the last round of the kumite right um, oh yeah well, of course but there was <laughs> god it was uh bob merowitz one of the original founders of the ufc when he after they got bought out by the fertita brothers he started he tried to make his own uh, another promotion called i think it was yama pit fighting or bama or something like that
0: and yeah i remember hearing about that and
1: that was a bowl and i think like bam bam bigelow was in i don't know it was really strange um but yeah that was a bowl too but I, maybe perhaps it just wasn't big enough i just don't see the advantage of like <sighs> so what why do we watch mma right because it's the purest form of competition, right? I mean, mono-e-mono, e mono, you're, you're, you know, it's it's truly man versus man um, in a true test of, of wit and skill and strength and endurance and all, and all that good stuff, right? Where where life and death is literally on the line. We Is fighting in a bowl any better a form of competition than fighting in a cage?
0: Oh, it should be like gladiator, man. There should be like lions on chains. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like around the thing. If you, so want if you to get too far one, out, you get eaten. Is one more quote realistic than
1: the other? Just because it doesn't have walls where you can do clinch work. I mean, like, what is the what is the advantage of not having walls? I guess it
0: it helps wrestlers. If you don't have walls, it helps wrestlers. How
1: does it help a wrestler,
0: though? No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I say that again. It, it. I'm saying with the absence of walls helps wrestlers. The 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 cage helps people defend against wrestling. Oh,
1: does it though? I mean, because wrestlers tend to do I think pretty so. well. I mean, so I mean, I I think it's a matter of the fighters because. Anti- well wrestling.
0: okay let, let's put it this let's put it this way if you're a great wrestler and you get thrown into the cage and you don't practice cage work then yes you're severely hampered because you just can't keep driving and I, and I and I I've heard this firsthand from from Paul where Paul's gone against incredible wrestlers and he's like an open mat they'll take me down time and time again they get me up against the wall they're not taking me down. Now that's an example of someone with lots of, who's a good wrestler with lots of experience with wall work going against a world you know let's say world class wrestler you know what I mean Correct. it's not like newbie it's you know it, the skill disparity is not too much but on an open mat just wrestling Paul you know Paul fully admits he's that like, he'll get taken down he'll get taken down okay. he's like I might be able to stop the first shot or the second but these guys just will be able they just can chain too much. And they can—they'll just take me down. Like I'll, I'll be done after a few, you know, counters to counters sort of thing. On a wall, I'll slow them down, hmm. and I'll stuff that shot. So that's what I'm operating up of—not firsthand knowledge, just you know what a guy like Paul said. So, and I've heard other people say that you know you have that, but you know, I it, it the cage is the cage. You know, they're gonna—you're ha- gonna have to have. What, wherever they fight there's going to be some criteria or or you have to put limits somehow you have yeah, to yeah. you mean, have like, to limit the space like, you they're not the going to oper- right like, yeah or they or you or you you fight in the middle of a football field yeah or
1: yeah like it can't be or what is that the Jamiroquai video where the the walls essentially just move to constantly keep you centered like it just it's not possible right so they're barring you know fighting in space with just a floor somehow that
0: it's just, you have to have something, whether it's, Dude, it should, they should be like, um, like an old school, like bull rope wrestling match where they oh, tie, a, you, where you tie a rope around each person's neck or around the, their uh, wrist. Are you talking about like the Michael Jackson video? <laughs> I'm talking like old school, dusty roads here, man. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Martin, i have to ask him about that because I'm, I'm a
1: late 80s, early 90s wrestler kid, so that's uh lumberjack match was about as extreme as I got
0: but just, yeah, you just have these two guys tied to each other, of course, now you have a, a rope so now you can use the rope as a weapon against your opponent, but it keeps them kind of tied together that's
1: where, man, like if you had a judo background oh, you were getting seonagi all day right I mean it, so it would be like my right hand would be tied to your right hand
0: yeah potentially that'd be one option yeah
1: that'd be a weird Zanagi too wouldn't it yeah I, I'm hmm, I don't know enough about judo to say but yeah you're getting dumped if you if if the guys good enough so
0: but anyways so um
1: what else is new man
0: just, just getting back into the swing of things, you know, taking uh, taking a week off from training or a little more and not doing much and getting back on the mats is kind of uh, it's a little frustrating because uh, you lose you lose you lose some things. Well, well, it's refreshing, but it was it was just a rude, you know, like you want to perform at the level you're performing prior, and and, uh, and I noticed. Do we need good? Like, do we need to go back to Paul's podcast where he's like?
1: If you come back after a week, you should feel better. That means you didn't have it.
0: Oh yeah, place. that's true. That's true. He's no. like you can't lose strength. Well, I'll tell you something. My grip strength is not is 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 not the same. My top end strength is probably like I think my strength is kind of the same, but my grip strength is a little weaker. And my fucking cardio, man. Like I, I it's just didn't have
1: cardio in the first place, Noah.
0: Yeah, it was all mental. Stop. Like I was just doing well because I was mental. So, or I'm mentally weak right now. That's, I don't that's know. it's got you. God, how the hell am I gonna feel when I get back? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think the thing with jujitsu, what, what I noticed is, is yeah, you feel fresh, but there's a certain like, I'm gonna just use the word callousing that comes from grappling. Oh, sure. And yeah, you might feel fresh, but there's something beneficial, even if it's placebo, about feeling calloused. And what I mean by calloused is that it's like when you get on the mat, you're a little sore, you just, you have to loosen up those areas that you have to loosen up. You feel a little beat up, just a little, but it's like you've already been roughed up, so the roughing up that happens with the grappling that you're about to do doesn't feel that bad because you're you're already used to it. You're calloused up to it. Agree. When you like haven't grappled for seven days or more, your body feels amazing, but at the same time, it's like got a just a hair soft. Yeah,
1: you can soft. Dude, okay. Let's put this way, right? It's been four solid weeks at this point since I've been on the mat. No, I can't remember. The last time, I've not had, um, fingernails that weren't all didn't have <laughs> valleys and peaks and stuff all in them. And my, uh, I don't know if you've had this problem. I don't know if other jujitsu people have this problem, but I, I get ganglion cysts. Are you familiar with that, or have we talked about it before? I know a ganglion cysts Are where are you getting yours? I'm getting mine on the knuckle <laughs> so I'll, I'll tell you a story about this in a minute on the knuckle that's just behind my uh fingernail my fingernail bed oh jeez. yeah and which finger it's usually ironically because this is how I teach people to grip doing the pistol grip is my middle finger and ring fingers okay so um my ganglion cysts have gone away incidentally
0: were they ganglion cysts or were they just kind of callous? Oh no no, they were ganglion cysts. Okay, so much right, so right. that
1: i i went to the i went to a one uh, an urgent care and I was like, man, I don't know what the fuck
0: Did they smash up.
1: them. No, yeah. So there's they're, they're also known as Bible cysts or mucus yeah. cysts. So how do you know about them? How are you familiar with these things?
0: Because uh, my dad would get them on the inside of his wrists. I think at least one wrist. What he is would he getting that period. from? I mean, like, I think he's getting it because he was a musician. Oh, okay. So he's he played the flute. I mean, Either that, and he was an artist. So I, I really don't know what would, why he would get it on the inside of his wrist. But it's like, I, I guess, like a calcium deposit, some sort of deposit. No, no, no. It's it's
1: um, it's a, a leakage of synovial fluid, which is oh yeah, in between your joints that leaks out.
0: Oh, okay. yeah. I did so, not know that. Um. But my understanding is one way to treat it is you just bang it and it disperses. It,
1: it that's correct. That's why it's called a Bible cyst. Uh, yeah. Clip. So
0: he would bang. He would bang it on. He'd either like have my mom like take the dictionary and smash yep. it, or what he often would do is go to like just up to the wall or not the wall, um, but like uh, where the door frame is <laughs> and literally just kind of like palm strike but instead of palm strike wrist strike yeah that's, uh, the, that's the thing and he it was weird he'd bang it ah and then he'd hold it and it would kind of go away you yeah know? it's it's gross Um,
1: so I started developing them when I trained Jiu Jitsu more intensely and more frequently and I went to the doctor or actually like a little urgent care near me and I was like dude what the fuck like I, had, I thought I had like cancer on my fingers or something you know i had Googled it and whatnot, and found whoa my actual uh, Google. Sorry, I didn't understand. <laughs> my uh, my home. Always dude. listening, oh, dude. Always listening, and always bored apparently because there's not much I talk about. But um, I took it to that, and the guy was like. So it's this, and I was like, "Yeah, I, I figured that from WebMD." He's like, "It's not dangerous; it's not going to kill you to have it." And you know,
0: I can aspirate—is that the term? Is to drain? That might be. I thought as yeah, aspirate is drain, so yeah, I don't know about like, hitting I- it. I don't know if hitting it would be considered draining. No, no. He's
1: like, I can aspirate it here, and it'll cost you fifty bucks or whatever the hell your copay is, right? um but all i'm gonna literally do is just take some alcohol put it on a needle and you know take some alcohol wink it
0: up. wink wink nudge nudge
1: exactly he's like you know but i mean you might be able to just do that at home so i was like that's all you gotta do man he's like yeah and you know that's what i would do here to to it you know and it's like it's gonna come back probably you know so you just got to keep doing it, basically. Otherwise, you just you can end up spending fifty bucks every time. I were to do that for you. So for like a good four year period, I was just <laughs> I would just take a razor blade and rub some alcohol on it and rub some alcohol oh. on it and that. And yeah, and I was draining my fingers. Oh. myself, man, and- But
0: uh that's gross.
1: And it's it's definitely a disgusting ooze that comes out. It's I was
0: gonna say, what's the color of that stuff?
1: It's it's like gelatinous. It's definitely some sort of like colloidal like suspension. (laughs) Um it's there's no blood unless I squeezed too hard as I was you know, after I've already cut it. Um you just sort of like massaged around and it was all the, it's like a yellowish kind of gel that comes out. It looks like Neosporin almost. So I had that on like three different fingers. My um, middle finger on my left hand. My ring finger on my left hand, which is why I actually had to get a larger wedding ring. And my ring finger on my right hand. So three fingers. I would have to do that too once every two months or so i'm surprised this isn't talked about more or maybe my gripping is so unique that i'm the only person in our gym that suffers from ganglion cysts on my fingers
0: well my understanding is the people have jujitsu fingers that's from spraining your knuckles and it's
1: like an arthritic thing right like yeah it's like
0: repeated it's like so when you look at um a great example that guy um who's the guy who's who's uh he he looks like a neanderthal and he does the a uh, kurt Ossiander. oh yeah, yeah, yeah
1: oh yeah he he definitely looks like a neanderthal
0: yeah dude i mean i, I say that i say that with all respect like you know what i mean like he 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 looks he he, he looks like me? the geico <laughs> caveman <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, he's got his hands, you know, it's all, like, triple-wrapped everything, yeah. and you know, my understanding is that's just, like, sprain, heel, sprain, heel, sprain, heel, and it's just, like, you start to calcify your joints, and it's just, like, your joints are, like, trying to protect themselves, so it's just, like, they become... I mean, dude, I'm telling you, man, this is one reason why I like nogi. It's easier on your fingers. Yeah, it definitely is. I mean, I think,
1: was it Keenan who said if he could go back, he would do less gi and more no gi? He might have said that. I haven't heard. Yeah, but I want to I wouldn't back, put it. But I wanna say Keenan
0: said that because he's the the king of just lapel shit, right? He's like, well, he he said that lapel guard has saved his fingers. It was like Spider was killing him, but lapel is like nobody can break the grip and it's not the same. You're not like, obviously, if you've got a cuff grip, or even a cross collar. Because of the because a lot of it comes from the type of grip and the fact that when people break grips, it's such a violent thing. Cause yeah. You're probably not going to relinquish the grip. You're going to say, fuck you, man. I'm holding this grip. And then they break it off. So they violently removed your fingers from the grip. Whereas if you hold a lapel, it's like no one's breaking that grip. And you've basically wrapped your hand around something. It's not a cuff type grip. It's That's just true. like you're grabbing, you're,
1: you know, like the tail of it, and plus, like, exactly, you also have the leverage of, like, there's no easy way to break that grip, right? Like,
0: no, yeah, I mean that, that 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 you've got it, you know. So, like, like you know, the thing with lapel is, it's like it's one of those guards that it's strong, but it takes time and effort to get into it. So if you manage to get into the guard, you're golden. It's just not something that you can immediately enter. Whereas like de Riva, you can get into that quickly but it's not as stable for example yeah. i mean obviously it's stable if you're good at very it very but... easily and exactly yeah. the um so it's uh it yeah man <laughs> finger health <laughs>
1: it's a yeah i mean that's uh a... i you know it's funny though i from a like arthritic standpoint my fingers aren't that bad aside from the ganglion cyst, Like I don't have like, well, I take it back. I do have that one crooked finger.
0: So shout out to Michelle Jimenez. She was at, at promotions. We have not seen her for a while, but she showed up to promotions. She got a stripe. So congratulations to Michelle. Well, she and Danny, Uh, I think have been training on their own,
1: right? They have. So they have
0: mats in their garage and they've been, they've been training a lot and she was showing off, uh, much to her chagrin, and I guess a little—I would say she probably was a little embarrassed, or little, I would say she was annoyed, but very unladylike. Uh, pinky finger, because she jammed her pinky finger rolling with Danny <laughs> uh, during this quarantine, and it basically dislocated Ooh. at the at the principal knuckle, the main one. So the first, so if you were to look at your if you look at your finger. We're going to say that you have three knuckles, right? You have your actual knuckle, then you have the knuckle joint that if you bend is like the principal bend of your finger, and then you have the the, the knuckle nearest your fingernail, which, where I depending on how just... your finger is... Yeah, where you get ganglone. Well, the, the middle one is the one that got dislocated, oh. and she was able to kind of straighten it out herself, but uh, it it can't straighten anymore. So it's, oh, it's no. at a, it's at a bend. So it's not bent off to the side. It's just bent. So right, she can't so, straighten that finger. And so she only just fixed. recently got the ability to, uh, close her fist. So now really? she can close it, but it won't be open. And which, what, what she told us was from the doctor. They said the tendons healed in a way that's preventing you from straightening your finger. And it's probably that's not a, going to get. That's actually any what's better.
1: happened to my middle finger the, the knuckle where um, it's closest to the nail. I, I actually got, <laughs> I got a staph infection in it. Um, that's another story altogether. But when, so the the infection actually ate away. Um,
0: oh, it ate away the skin.
1: No, no, the um the tendon the top 10
0: oh, that where I can extend my hand. And,
1: um, as it,
0: did this happen in jujitsu or in Taekwondo? Uh,
1: this is a jujitsu injury. I, Jeez. I, I oh, yeah, it was bad.
0: What gym did this occur in, man? Not ours. There we go. Thank you. No, man.
1: no, the, I, it might've happened at one of my friend's gyms. Um, okay. But yeah, I was
0: shout out to the hygiene at our gym. Exactly. ATT Orlando. So hygiene.
1: dude, it was crazy. Like I, <laughs> yeah, either way it ate away the tendon, at the top part of my hand, right? The, the one that would be responsible for extending your fingers. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the, the bottom tendon would be the one responsible for flexion. So when all was said and done was, and I went to a hand surgeon and whatnot to get a look at, it, I was like, man, like I can't. Fucking straighten that knuckle anymore, and he's like, "Well, this is what happened." And he explained to me, he's like, "I can, I can make it so that you can straighten your finger." He's like, "Does it hurt?" I was like, "Not, no." I mean, it's done; it's healed. Um, It, you know, he's like, "Does it affect your ability to do anything functioning wise?" I was like, "Not
0: really." He's like, "It's what would you would you say the strength of that of that finger's the same?" Yeah, because I actually, I
1: mean, it doesn't. It doesn't feel any less. I mean, it. I don't think like it doesn't prohibit me from gripping anything with my left hand. It's just unsightly. Okay,
0: unsightly. It's that's just unsightly.
1: Okay. Like literally, it's just unsightly. Um, He's like, I can fix it. I would just have to s- essentially snip the tendon that's underneath your finger to, you know, allow for your finger to straighten out. Because right, right now, it's operating as a a, a pulley. Like, like yanking that knuckle down so that your that mm-hmm. first knuckle is at like a constant half flexion. So I was like, eh. He's like, you're gonna. He's like, I don't like the idea of cutting any tendons that where you don't need to. So if you can deal with it, then I would recommend dealing with it. So yeah, that's uh, if you ever look at my left middle finger, that's that's why it's constantly bent.
0: So. Okay, so you're gonna have to take a picture and we'll put that on the Instagram so, so everyone can see. Um, what your what your nasty unsightly finger it's looks definitely like.
1: it's, it looks like a hammer toe but it's like a hammer finger i suppose i'll, I'll do that for tomorrow okay um so yeah guys if you ever get <laughs> if you ever actually get a ganglion cyst that bursts while training make sure to clean it up immediately
0: oh because that contains staff. No, because you can get staff into an open wound, Noah. Oh, 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 okay. <laughs> so when you say clean it, I'm sorry. When you say clean it, you mean clean yours. I interpreted. Yeah. I understood Make clean you the clean mat. Clean your own. Oh, well, that that's yeah, that's that's anything. Anytime I become religious about, I bought these like a whole, a huge pack, like a hundred pack of defense wipes. These, or something. no, of these, of uh, these these really good bandages that stick to you and they, they cover small cuts. So anybody, if they got long nails and I, you know, like, like I'll get like a cut on my, the top of my hand or around my feet or something. No, there's like no question. Wash thoroughly, scrub thoroughly, drop a Neosporin, cover it up. It sounds like overkill, but, you just have to you, you don't fuck around with that yeah kind of stuff. don't any entry into your system into your body any break of the skin it's better safe than sorry cover that shit up and oh, yeah. and you'll be like happy. don't
1: don't tough it out man like it's just it's it's not worth it so I definitely I, I'm especially nowadays right I mean like any any entry points you don't want that to you don't want that to be an issue but so yeah man ganglion cysts and bent fingers for you <laughs> didn't think it was gonna go there today did you
0: oh man and i i gotta eat dinner still so i, I, I don't know how, how how this helped my appetite Jeez, but listen chris we've gone an hour and a half yeah man ish it's probably past your bedtime it is we won't say what right time it is bedtime, so. it's right around your bedtime so instead of getting drunk i could tell you you're fading but this is just from a long day of yeah, so doing a bunch of stuff I didn't and sleepy
1: there, and plus like I mowed it, the yard. So for those of you guys who don't and, know,
0: and you have like a manual mower, like you don't actually have a normal mower. Have, you're, you're like
1: like leave it to Beaver. Like
0: yeah, this is like this is like if you watch a Tom and Jerry cartoon, <laughs> and Beaver. one of the owners is mowing the lawn, it's this thing. Yeah, it's like a cylinder that's turned horizontally. Do you have to ever sharpen the blades?
1: No, because. um because Fiskers actually makes this it's there's so traditional one is not gear driven for one it's just literally you the 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 force of you turning this pushing up, it you know but the, yeah. the new ones are gear driven so you get additional um drive i guess essentially if you want to call it that and traditional ones are blade on blade where the the rotating cylinders blades against a fixed blade
0: um so let me ask you this. Can you go over an an area of grass once and it cuts it adequately? Or do you have to go multiple times? Oh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm good. Like, it's one time. Okay. Yeah, so yeah.
1: And, it, and, and and I've had this thing as long as I've been in my house. I mean, granted, I went like a year or two paying somebody else to cut my yard until my machismo kicked in. I'm like, fuck this. I'm a dad now. Um, <laughs> and I started doing it myself again.
0: So how old does Connor have to be before he starts doing a uh, lot lawn work? So incidentally, it's funny
1: that you mentioned that because when, when I quit my job a couple years ago and all that stuff, and I was trying to, to make a living like teaching jujitsu and trying to do personal training, all that stuff. Um, one of my neighbors, his son was, I want to say maybe like 10 or 11. And like Jason was like, Hey, you know, cooper is would like to you know like mow your yard i want to teach him about responsibility and like you know like earning his own keep and that sort of thing so he's like you know if i if i kick you like 10 bucks a week or something or like or or i forgot what the deal was he's like he's like i'll give you 10 bucks to give to my son or something and i'll and you can just ask him to like mow your front yard right and mind you (laughs) <laughs> so, these types of mowers are not meant for St. Augustine grass, which is a very hardy, coarse grass. They're meant for finer, like rye grasses and Bermudas and stuff, and zoishas. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that I can push it, just it's because I'm a 180, 75, 180 pound male who works out on the regular that I can even do this, right? Because even my, um, I just hired a guy to come and spray bugs. And, and do my fertilization and stuff because I don't need to get that shit on me when I'm like shirtless after mowing the yard. Um, he saw my garage and he was like, Oh man, like you have a, a real mower. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, you're not supposed to use that shit on like St. Augustine grass. I'm like, well I do. And my yard looks okay. He's like, man, it must be f- fucking hard as hell for you to do. He's like, Oh, it's, it's not easy. I mean, it's basically like pushing a car. Right. Um, So either way, Cooper. It's like
0: pushing a car. It's (laughs) I mean, mowing in 2020. It's like pushing a car, ladies and gentlemen. It's it's not easy, (laughs) Noah. Um, I mean, it's it's like like pushing the sled, you know, I mean, not, you know, I can. Dude, you need to you need to like you need to level up your manhood, your man card, American card and get yourself a rider mower.
1: No, nah, man, I won't. With like, I, I, with, with with
0: with a place for your beer. No, that's man. what you need. <laughs> but either way, so you can start. You can start another mower. You can start another engine. Anytime you can add an engine to something, <laughs> you're going. You're you're leveling up. That
1: was my that was my thing though. I I made it a commitment to myself that I wouldn't be just. I'm already destroying the environment by having a lawn in the first place, right? Like, think of the resources that you dump onto your yard for the sake of aesthetics. Like, you're putting additional nitrogen, phosphorus, um, potassium, all this bullshit into your yard, pesticides, herbicides, just all this nonsense you're sticking into the environment unnecessarily.
0: Uh, True. I mean, I think, again, to what lengths and to what degree you're maintaining the yard, obviously, is going to affect. To what degree an you're HOA. No, uh, no, no, I understand. I understand. I understand. I understand. But so what happened with Cooper? So Cooper here? did you, he's like an eleven you, year old you, kid. You, you should have like taken the ten dollars and been like, Cooper, I'll pay you five dollars. And then you just pocket the other <laughs> No, because that'd be five. stealing from his dad. No, um, that that would be that that would be a transaction fee or a maintenance fee or something, man. Come on. I guess so.
1: Um so Cooper, actually, if you're listening to this, which I doubt you are, um, yeah, that was a deal that your dad and I worked out to try to teach you how to earn your own keep.
0: I didn't really I <laughs> didn't want to hire you. I actually didn't want. I wanted to do my yard myself.
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> so he tried. Shout out to Cooper. Yeah, he's he's like he's in actually he does jiu jitsu now. I, I run. Oh, good
0: for yeah. him. Well, there you it's go.
1: Awesome. Um, but he tried, man. And this poor kid, like I was like, dude, this. It was not easy. It it must have taken him, you know. I could have done my entire yard edged, mode blowed, and everything in the amount of time it it took him to do just like just my like one portion of my front yard. So um, he he tried. He through it through, man. He he got it done. He earned every bit of that ten bucks. So yeah. So anyways, <laughs> that was my workout for the day at at like four o'clock in the afternoon.
0: And you said you do it shirtless. Yeah. Oh, dude. So how come you don't tan more? I feel like that would be like you would be bronzed. I'm like so Filipino looking right now. Are you kidding me? Oh, really? Well, I haven't seen you, I guess. Maybe I haven't seen you. That's the
1: thing. I'm also I mean, like, dude, that's what I'm of. I'm evolved to be in the tropics, right? Like I have to be out in the sun without sunblock for. Dude, four or five hours before I burn
0: whoa yeah damn okay so wait a minute so how old does connor have to be before you uh you start giving him responsibilities character development responsibilities like mowing the lawn
1: like mowing the lawn or like just clean up after himself i mean like i think it's important for children to learn that things just don't get done
0: so we won't. well yeah we but l- l- let's jump let's jump to the to the yard work when can he start doing yard work? Five, I'm mean, eight.
1: He's, first off, I, you got to be, you got to have some weight to be able to push the damn thing around.
0: All right, so you got to take him, you know, take him to McDonald's a couple days a week or five guys, yeah. plump him up. Oh,
1: fucking five guys, so overrated.
0: <laughs> oh, that's a, take him to one of your all-you-can-eat buffets. Take him to Texas Day Brazil all the time. Well, I don't think that? that
1: shit's gonna exist in his lifetime, man.
0: Oh what? We're no more, uh, yeah. no more uh, all you can and eat uh, buffets in COVID
1: stuff anymore. That stuff's gone. I miss Chinese buffets so much. Are you kidding me? Oh my god!
0: <laughs> well, you're gonna take me to the one that does sushi and. Oh my god. Which one was it's it? Called- was it the Latino? The- which one was it? The Latino. Yeah, am I gonna take you Asian fusion so or the? Yeah. to
1: El Palacio or yeah. Mikado, which is like the higher end. one.
0: We should go to. Mikado. I think Mikado. Yeah, Mikado. Mikado for
1: sure. That one's that one's really good. Yeah, we'll have to go there.
0: All right. So we'll like we'll wear our hazmat suits and. I mean. And wear bubbles and roll in there somehow.
1: Yeah, I mean, or they can just. I mean, like, I can use chopsticks. Uh, like a, I can use probably use a good solid foot long chopstick to, to, socially distance <laughs> myself from the, from the buffet. Right. I mean, <laughs>
0: oh my goodness well listen chris on that note with that visual maybe that will be in your head when you go to sleep and you'll have weird dreams about foot long or three foot long <laughs> chopsticks, chopsticks or and... something. is that the title oh, of something. <laughs> <laughs> three foot long chopsticks i like that yeah that's gonna be the title Definitely. it had nothing to do with the entire thing but the last the last thing that we talked about will be the title because three foot long chopsticks just is too good of a of a title not to use yeah man well listen chris um thanks for uh i know you've been super busy lately and and i so i appreciate you making the time yeah, to man. hop on I'm this i'm
1: glad we're able to catch up too so yeah
0: for sure we'll do it again and for those of you listening thanks for listening like subscribe share leave a review leave a comment we're bjj and Bruise. we're on all your favorite platforms we're on youtube and you can reach us by email bjj and at gmail.com Y'all have a great one, and we will catch you down the road.
1: See ya.